Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition, after a layoff of about two weeks, yeah. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Van Helsing Kronkolik, and of course, my lovely co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Carrigan. Hello, hello. Do I sound okay today? Sound better than you did yesterday. Uh, yeah, I guess apparently I was a little musical spirit from the uh, the spirit box yesterday on our did, show. Did you but... listen to it on the Facebook thing? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Did you sound that way? or uh, Off and were, on. You were all right in the beginning, and then you just did. For those who don't know what we're talking about, we did a, a special uh, show yesterday on Facebook Live with uh, Anne, myself, and uh, Leslie Martin, and Lou Blasi from uh, The Morning Show. And, uh, yeah, and, and had lost their power. God smited her. And yep. they smited Bridgewater, and uh, there you go. Yep. Well, so so I had to do it on my phone, which was less than ideal, <laughs> yeah. to put it mildly. Uh, yeah, you guys should just toss me off, whatever. But whatever, it all worked out more or yeah. less, and uh, I'm very happy that we're here tonight. Yep. So thank you to TogiNet. Thank you to our producer Roy. Um, because I think they're having kind of a rough time yep. down in Texas, and uh, God yep. bless. You know, we do appreciate it, and I'm I am really happy to be here tonight, even though I'm with Ron. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with you. Yeah. And also, the voice in the background is EVP specialist uh, on, Jim Stonia. Oh, you got my name right. That's great. Yay! I'm I should know. I should know it by now. It's like. How many years? 15 years, probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm just kidding you, Ron. You know I love you. Yeah, right. She's been yeah. in the wine again. <laughs> oh, aren't we all? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh anyway, my. so uh, it's good to be back. Like I said, after two weeks, uh, we did have some problems, but hopefully they've been straightened out and we'll be back on the air again. Uh, we miss our audience, and we okay. thank you for all the the uh, messages that people are saying they missed us too. So that's oh. that's kind of cool as well. Oh. So, anyways, um, joining us tonight, like I said, is Jim Stonia. He is the EVP specialist for New England Ghost Project, and I guess he's now the tech manager too, since we lost Cassius Clay. Um, <laughs> Although I think he really was the tech manager all along anyway. <laughs> he was just he was just trying to make Clay feel better. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Clay. Sorry. Oh man. For those uh, who don't don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Clay Rucker. No, Clay Rucker and he was uh we did a show about uh, a month ago with him on. He came yeah. on the air and uh Janet. So if you want to hear more about him, you can go listen to that show and uh hear his stories and you know what we're talking about if you do. So Jim, you uh you you are 
an EVP specialist, I guess. And how did you get involved in EVPs? Well, it all started with uh, an article in the Andover Townsman talking about a class, an EVP class taught by Karen Mossy that uh, yeah. was right about the time the movie Ghost came about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we long went to a ah, long time ago. Mm. So I went to the class with Karen and uh, then started doing EVPs on my own. And uh, it's been a fun journey ever since. But I mean, why? What, what, what intrigued you about EVPs more than anything? Well, I'm an engineer and I like to try to figure things out mm-hmm. and try to debunk things. So uh, EVP sounded pretty interesting. It was supposedly spirits coming through on electronic devices uh, coming through sounds that you didn't hear with your ears, but they were manipulating the, uh, supposedly the white noise within the device to make themselves heard. So, uh, you know, I like the aspect where you get into audio editors and get to play with the waveforms and all that fun stuff and try to figure out what you're doing. Uh, and I learned very early on, you know, when I first started doing EVPs, it was in the shed in the backyard because I didn't want to do it in the house. Uh, <laughs> You don't want to <laughs> yeah, in the daylight, in the backyard, in the shed. There you go. And how did you do with that? It, it did okay. Yeah. I, I didn't get anything. Then I moved inside, and we, we did some recordings. And I remember a, a hard lesson I learned right at the beginning was to try to use two recorders at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe a really good one, and your EVP one, like a DR60, which picks up a lot of crap. But anyway, so I got this recording and there was this sound on it that, you know, we spent hours analyzing, trying to tear it apart and see what was going on. And then finally, I went back up to the room. This time, by this time, we had moved back into the house and uh, <laughs> could actually do it at night. <laughs> so I moved into the room and then, you know, like Ron says, a, a big part of paranormal investigation, you just have to listen, just have to... You know, the best sensor is you. You have to listen to what your body's saying, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, and what you're feeling. So we went into the room, set a recorder up, and just listened. And I heard a radiator clang. You know, we had steam heat. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, that's the sound we were trying to analyze. Uh, ways with Sunday. It was just a radiator making noise. But, mm-hmm. you know, so that was a, a lesson learned at the beginning, that always have two recorders, maybe a good one, that you actually hear the radiator clang for being a, a clang that it is. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was it. Uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, I kept being a groupie long enough that Ron asked me to join the group after Karen left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And since 2007, I've been with him ever since. Yes, you have. And very thankful that you did join us. Yeah, he's got some great stuff. And that, that's true about EVPs. It's like you could pull, uh, you know, a Kleenex out of your pocket or whatever, but it makes a strange, if it made a strange noise, you know, you wouldn't know what it was. Um, and, I mean, we we used to pick stuff up. You know, when when my friend Mike and I were investigating and I, I don't know, he's trying. I, I, I love I love him, man. But sometimes yep. I felt like he was trying to make too much out of and reach yeah, yeah. into <laughs> a, an ordinary sound. And I'm like, oh, that's just me blowing my nose. I don't know. Oh, no, but, it's this and this and this and this. And I'm like, no, it's me blowing my nose. <laughs> you can go down a rat hole. You can think like, OK. 
Say the spirits are manipulating the white noise in the recorder. Okay, so mm-hmm. how do I know the spirits aren't manipulating the sound of me pulling a Kleenex out of my pocket? I know. I know. How do I get into that? Right. This and that and the other thing. So I like to. What I like to do with the recordings is when I analyze one, I'll, I'll listen to. I'm a pilot, so I'm used to listening. You know, having the radio on all the time, flying with all kinds of noises and you're listening to background and you can pull your call sign out when they, they call it the background. So I think that's helped me in picking out voices out of the, the noise. So what I'll do is I'll sit at work and just listen to a recording. And if I think I hear something, well, now I'm at the point where I can actually look at the waveform and act and see if there's something worth investigating. So I'll look at it. And I'll expand it. I'll amplify it. And I'll do all kinds of stuff to it. But I won't go crazy processing it, you know, reversing it. Right. My feeling is if the spirits want to be heard, they're not going to make you have to reverse it and amplify it. Or maybe maybe amplify it because it could be soft, not have enough energy. But they're not going to reverse it and scramble it, you know, do fast Fourier transforms on it to get it out. Mm Because you're adding stuff. So what I'll do is mainly I might amplify it and denoise it. And if I hear something, I'll go back to the original recording and say, okay, now can I hear this in the original recording? And that's going to tell me that what I've done to analyze it has not introduced anything into the recording that wasn't there. Because you have to make sure that your analysis is not making something happen that wasn't really there. So uh, that's one way to go about it. So, I mean, when we go back to the original uh, guys that were working on UB. Keys. And they used real or real. And they used to get, you know, just on the recordings themselves, they didn't have to do a lot of editing or anything. They right. just had these things come through. They had complete sentences. They had, uh, sometimes they would be in different languages. Uh, how do we get from that to these short little words that we have on recorders now? I don't know. Uh you know, like you know, like you said, a lot of the recordings I get are maybe just one or two words. Yeah, uh, not just you, everyone. Yeah, everyone. Right. I don't know how they get the long recordings back then. It's it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's an interesting study, but I don't know what's changed. Uh, and I can try to play some later. That I tried to get Skype to come through on my computer, but it forwarded to my cell phone. So I'll have to play through <laughs> the speaker. But I, I can play some recordings, and maybe they'll come through. But I mean, uh, you you can go onto the the internet and you can find some of these uh, early recordings. And, and uh, in fact, they, they put a disc, I believe, out. Uh, the I, I forget if it's Rodi or, or Jurgensen. I always get it's, them mixed. It's, it's Radova. Had Radova put out an LP in the seventies, yes. I think. Yeah. That you can find online, which were these long things and. Uh, you know, some of them are difficult to hear like any other one, to be honest with you. But uh, a lot of them, are, I mean, it's it's so so much different than what we're getting nowadays. Yeah, we're, we're not getting a lot. I don't know if it's invasions or what. Uh, is it is it wishful thinking on our, on our parts that if we get a little blip or something that, you know, well, maybe we're really not talking to ghosts that much. Maybe we're just getting anomalies on the, on the recorders. Well, what what turned me to make to make me think it was actually coming through is uh, uh, back when we were doing uh, with Carol that uh, you know she once asked what's the name of the cat in the room with me. Mm-hmm. 
when the, and the recording came back, Simon, it was like, okay, the cat was Simon. Now, where did that come from? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Something random. Huh. Do you suppose or, that maybe we've gotten too, too high tech and possibly. it filters too much out? Yeah, maybe go go back to to uh, to reel to reel in uh, cassette recorders. That that may be worth a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it was funny what happened with Carol. She turned on her recording. It was this Desmond. We called him a ghost. Who, mm-hmm. a nice British accent. And she turned on to record it before she actually before she got to say anything. Desmond came through, said, "It's good to see you again." Oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. I don't have access to that recording, but, you know, it was, oh. it was like, wow. All right. That's I, 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 I remember Karen. Now, Karen, I believe, recorded on, on Real or Real, not the Real or Real, but cassette tapes, uh, as most of us did back in the early days. And and I remember she got a real good one in the cemetery. Do you remember that one, Jim? Yeah, which one was it? It was a real long one. It was like a portal opening. Yes. Yes, I remember that one. And that was a long one, too. Well, the one I got from the same cemetery. Let me see if I can play it, see how it comes out. Okay. This, we went to the cemetery, and we, I just set a recorder on the gravestone. We went to the other side of the cemetery, and I just let it run. Right. So let's, right. let's see if it's going to play. Okay. We're waiting for windows. Yep, mm-hmm. no problem. <laughs> My yeah, window. We're always, we're always waiting for windows. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that. Let me turn it up. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear that. Mm-mm. Yeah, we we heard something. I can't tell exactly yeah, what I it was. Yeah, it. could you hear it? No, I heard it. But it feels so real or it feels so weird, and it's definitely a woman's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we picked that up. Yeah, but I remember the Karen with the portal opening. It was all kinds of noise and vo- different voices speaking. Different voices. Yep. Pretty interesting, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's intriguing stuff. I mean, maybe that's something we, we as the ghost, New England Ghost Party could uh, try some more experiences. Now, they're doing some stuff now, and I think I we talked before about this, Jim, but maybe you can refresh my mind because it's, it's something about where – People are asking questions in, in the recorders in another room or something like that. Or, that uh, was the AA EVP or the now the International Trans C. They, they called it their three cell experiment. Mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. Karen would be in New Hampshire. Right. And Vicky would be in either, I think, Washington State. So Karen would ask, they would set up this ahead of time saying, okay, we're going to do this at eight o'clock on such and such a night. Oh, wasn't this part of the big circle? It wasn't the big circle. It was a different experiment. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what it was, was Karen would ask a question. Somebody in New York State, Vicky, would have the recorder playing at the same time, mm-hmm. and they would mark the time. And they would have a third person analyze the recordings. And they were actually getting answers to questions that were being asked by Karen. So now you know that Vicky didn't know what was being asked, and of course, the third person analyzing recording didn't know what was being asked. They were getting some good answers. Oh, that's pretty cool. Neat. Now, another good one was, uh, remember Erlen Babcock? I played some of his yes. recordings. Yes. And uh, he actually worked oh, for, with the, for the, those who we don't know. Could you explain who he is, Jim, for us? He was one of the earlier 
EVP researches along with uh, Sarah Estep. Yeah. Oh, and he uh, worked AAEVP. AAEVP. Right. And he actually worked with the uh, uh, the police department, police department, and did some recordings at a murder scene. And I forget the actual details, but that's a long oh, time ago. Okay, yeah, he got two recordings. One was a woman playing, saying "Dear God." Let me see if I have that. And then. The relative said, wait, that was the mother of the murder victim. She recognized the voice? Hmm. They recognized the voice as the mother of the murder victim. Wow. And then, okay, here's, this is my dream. And then they, going through the, then he got another one. Oh, here's the dear God. Let's see if I can play it. Oh. Did you hear that? Oh, Yeah. That was with the reel-to-reel tape recorder. So that was the mother. And then the daughter, going through the daughter's effects, they found a poem she had written called This Is My Dream. And this is another recording that he picked up. Again. Isn't that amazing? That is incredible. So, you know, maybe we have to go back to uh, <laughs> to the reel to reel recorders because th- th- those are amazing recordings. That's so clear. So clear. I mean, can't miss it. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I, I remember last time Steve was over. No, actually, two times ago, two years ago when Steve came over, we went to Goodwill and they had a. One of those cassette machines, then he, he scoffed that right up. Uh, I think he paid like five or ten bucks for the oh, thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was the uh, – he, he exactly what he wanted to use for it. He wanted to go back and try uh, using cassette players. Now, when you use cassette players, if you, if you do go, you need new cassettes. Uh, you can't yeah. use used ones. Uh, now, now, I'm thinking you might be able to use a bulky racer on them. Yeah, like Ron's saying, you can't use a – you know uh, – Cassette or any magnetic tape can imprint onto the next layer. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I remember back in the 70s, I'm dating myself, I got my cassette player for the car, and one of the first tapes I got was Beatles Revolver. And when the leader was playing, I could actually hear a little bit of the song very faintly before it started. And that was because when the tape was on the reel, it imprinted to the next layer of tape. Right. So that's why they say you should always use a new cassette tape or a new reel-to-reel. You get like a bleed through it, yeah. You get a bleed through. So maybe we should use a, maybe you could use a bulk eraser to clean that up. That that's worth experimenting with. Yeah, the the only problem with the the bulk eraser and 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 this is strictly it may have nothing to do with the results you get, but only that uh, the val- validity of the evidence because people say that well, it was a used tape, you might have got bleed through, you blah blah blah. Yeah, right. maybe you didn't all erase it. So yeah, otherwise, it may really in reality have nothing to do with the results you get, but it it gives you that one extra thing that people can criticize it for yeah mm-hmm. but, uh, mm. so i mean Ian, you worked with mike who works who you know did tons and tons of evp oh yes yeah yeah and he, some of his his recordings are pretty good and some of them and i agree with you and and i just don't hear what he's hearing right um so 
can you give us, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, how did you meet Mike? And, uh, you know, had you heard of EVPs at that time? And So, ironically, I went to high school with Mike. Oh. But we did not, in, we were not friends in high school. I mean, we were in the mm-hmm. same class, but we didn't run in the same crowds. We just didn't hang out together. Um, and, but it was years later that I caught up with him again when I first started to get interested in paranormal investigation and I wanted to put a team together and he had come into where I worked. I had just started working at EBC TV and Russ said to me, who was my boss, hey, there's this guy that was in and was talking to me about paranormal investigation. You two should get together. And he said, Michael Markowitz. And I'm like, well, I only know one person with that name. Okay, (laughs) it's not a very big town here. And sure enough, that was him. So we formed East Bridgewater's Most Haunted and started investigating. And the stuff that he, he played for me uh, initially was really incredible. They used to, he used to record with another team and they would record at the King Caesar house in, uh, I can't remember where it was. I want to say like Kingston, Plymouth, something like that. Duxbury. I think it was Duxbury. And he played me uh, it was a scream, which was the very first EVP I had ever heard. I didn't know anything about EVPs when I started my team. I didn't know anything about anything. Let's let's mm-hmm. be honest. And but it was something I was passionate about, and I really wanted to do. So he played me this scream that he had captured in the King Caesar house, which was just people were chatting and here is this um, unbelievably off the register scream over everything. So, Anne, can I butt in for a sec? Yep, sure. Does it sound like this? Still listen. <laughs> I know. I don't know why it's not doing it. <laughs> Still listen. John. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> Let me back it up again. Okay. This is at the Portsmouth Lighthouse. Yeah. Anyway, that's what it is. <laughs> Does that sound like it? Uh, not exactly like that. Okay. Sorry. Clay and I were talking at the base of the lighthouse, and the screen came through on EVP. So, yeah. but go on. Sorry well, to interrupt. Well, but I get I get the gist of what you're trying to say is that it was something that shouldn't have been there. It was something right. you didn't hear. You didn't hear it. You didn't react to it. And that was my very first EVP I ever heard. And I was like, holy crap! And <laughs> so that. And and then, you know, he played many other ones for me after mm-hmm. that. Um, so it was really eye-opening. And, and some of the stuff that we caught, even on our investigations, that was very 
clear and class A EVPs gunshot. just just blew my mind. Yeah, we had the gunshot in a house we investigated in East Bridgewater, which was similar to the scream. We're all just chitty chatting, just like we are all right now. And here's this kapow. It wasn't, you know, it was like a, a rifle shot. It was off the scale. Like if you looked at it on a waveform, just boom, right off the charts. And I was flabbergasted. And it's the kind of thing, and like people always say, oh, well, you know, they put that there. They manufactured that. No. No. Because no one reacted to it. No one could do that. Yeah. No, you could not. And you know what? When you hear a phony EVP, boy, you know it. Because I've yeah. heard them. And uh, an acquaintance of mine pulled that crap. And I was flabbergasted that she would do that. And I, I, I didn't even know what to say. I couldn't say anything. The position I was in, I'm like, but I knew. I'm like... Holy crap, I can't even believe that you did that. So, yeah, you know. You right. just know. So, we actually have a question from you from the chat room. Uh, can you see it in? Uh, yeah, we have a question from John. And he said, Jim, do you ever hear an EVP live uh, instead of reviewing the tape for later? I think that's what he's trying to say. Is that what you get out of that? Yeah, it's it's funny you ask that. I'm actually looking for that recording. Okay. Uh, one time, Ron, uh, we were investigating the Victorian, and was it Gardner, Ron? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Investigating that, and we were up in the bedroom upstairs, and it's important when you go on an investigation, you know where all your crew members are, because if something happens, you have to be able to discredit what happened, if mm -hmm. possible. So we were all up in the bedroom on the second floor. Uh, the only person not with us was Ron Jr. He was two floors below us on the other side of the house at base camp. And we were trying to coax this person named Enos out. So we're going to have to hold for a second because we are coming up into okay. the break right now. Anyways, we'll come back uh, with that and then you can get it all set up and everything. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio with our special guest, uh, Jim Stonia, EVP specialist. And we are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Mimrock Street in Bethune, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, North Andover, Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. God, it feels so good to say that. And we are here tonight. Ron and Ian are here with our special guest, EVP specialist, Jim Stonier. Hello. And just before the break, uh, we had a question that Jim was answering from John in the chat room. That is correct. He asked if we yes. had ever heard, if we'd ever heard anything uh, not via EVP, but just with our ears. And I was about to answer yes, and I cannot find it for the life of me on this. Uh, I'm not on my normal computer tonight because this is a last-minute thing for me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we were at the uh, Haunted Victorian in Gardner, Massachusetts, in the bedroom upstairs. And like I said, the only other member of our team that was not with us was Ron's son, Ron Jr., who was down at base camp, uh, two floors below us on the other side of the house. And we had... Was it a shot of Jack Daniels, or what was it, Ron? Yep, Jack Daniels on a glow-in-the-dark planchette. On a glow-in-the-dark <laughs> Ouija board planchette. And, you know, the story is that this it was once a boarding house, and this resident, Enos, died from spontaneous human combustion. We don't know if that's true or not. But we would try to coax Enos out, and we had the shot on the planchette and we're just talking to Enos say you, you really like this don't you want this don't you and we had the cameras rolling and we had EVP recorders going and at one point Ron goes you'd really like this wouldn't you Enos and he goes yeah and all of us heard that yeah everyone in the room reacted to it it didn't show up on the recorder for an EVP it actually showed up on the camera so we all actually did hear it with our ears. And the neat thing about the recording, if I only could find the darn thing, <laughs> is that it, it shows us reacting to like, wow, what was that? Did you hear that? So, yes, we have heard that had that happen in the past. Enos, seriously, there's a good shot of whiskey there. I mean, I can smell it. Jim, you can smell it, right? Oh, it smells delicious. <laughs> And you know it's a lot better than a rock that you used to drink. You can almost taste it, can't you? So that sort of was just a faint whister on, on the uh, recording. Oh, heard that, right? A whister? A whisper. whisper. It's Ron. You know, Ron. <laughs> Same thing. Just spelled differently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it, what it was, and uh, it, it it was it was very faint, but everyone in the room heard it. <laughs> 
because uh, if I continue the uh, thing, you could all everybody hear everybody say, "Did you hear that? Yeah, that was right. Where did it come from? It came from the hall." It's like, "Oh yeah," it's like, it's, and then uh, Jim, of course, uh, he, he, uh, he. I have two other ones. One he just amplified it, uh, and you can hear it really clear when when it's, it's amplified. It's yeah, and then uh, you use a noiser on it, and of course right, it has noise. the me- yeah, it has the mechanical uh, yeah yeah tinny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sort of like what you sounded like yesterday. <laughs> but but that was really fun. That that was the uh, another good one. Now another so, one, Ron. I thought about this week. One of our investigations. Remember Rose Island? Of course I do. Because I was out looking at the supermoon this week and thinking the uh, I don't know what year that was. Was it 2014 or 15? Oh, I haven't. I have no idea. Flies by. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a super moon, and we're at Rose Island Lighthouse off the coast of Newport. Mm-hmm. And it used to be a, a torpedo testing base, so they had all these neat buildings and stuff. And I remember running around there at one in the morning without a flashlight. The moon was so bright you could see like it was daylight. Right. And uh, there was some barracks there from uh, the Revolutionary War, I think. Mm-hmm. That we went and did some EVP stuff and didn't get a lot. But the best part was the table tipping. Remember that, Ron? Oh, absolutely. It's still one of the the most intriguing uh, paranormal experiences I had. And uh, most people think of table tip and they think of those little tables. This was a huge, huge uh, kitchen table. It was probably four inches thick oak, double pedestal, not legged, pedestal. And uh, we had that thing rocking and rolling, and uh, finally it, it jumped off the floor at the very end and, and dropped down. It was yeah, it was pretty cool. And we have a video of it. it. Was it was really cool? Yeah, I thank you so much for that video. You probably it's probably one of my favorite videos of the, <laughs> our recordings of. But uh, you know, I mean, every every case that we work on is is so different. Uh, the locations are different, the logistics are different, and there's so many things you have to set up differently and, and, and engage uh, procedure-wise differently according to the location. So I, that's what I think is intriguing. Don't you find that too, uh, um, Jim? Oh, yeah. I, I love going to all the different places. You know, like when we did the uh, the Wood Island Lighthouse, mm-hmm. went out there that night and we uh, avoided the killer deer. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Clay. We got some good recordings in the upstairs of that. Uh, let me see if I can find one of those. You, you got one actually downstairs, which was, I mean, we were just doing something. I forget whether you were just analyzing a recording or something, and you got the name out of it, right? Was well, that well, downstairs? Yeah, it was David. Let's, let's see if I can yes. play that. That is totally clear. But, uh, yeah. I'll play it again. Did I come through? Yes. A little, right. little fuzzy. Kind of it's, it's really, It's really, really clear if, if it's just heard without going through two dozen things. <laughs> <laughs> but another good one we got was upstairs. We were upstairs in that back left-hand room. Mm-hmm. with the fireplace and we actually got an evp with two different voices uh one was saying one says who's there and the other goes check it out so let's see if we can play that 
Yeah, I, I don't know about playing them, Jim, because we uh, they really have oh. to help. Yeah. We won't play it. Oh, we got two places. All right, places. We'll All right throw out. it on. Throw it on just to see what Why it not? is. But... On. We got time. Okay. I'll back, back the phone up a little bit. There's something else in there, too, but I have no clue what it is. All right. Well, the other good one we got, Ron, which this one should come through. Let's play this one. Do you like FB in here? Oh, that was very faint. Uh, yeah, oh, this, that's all right. All right, let's try the run this up. Yeah. Did you okay to prove? Yes, it did. Anyways, uh, yeah, next time if we, we do have a thing, we'll have some of these recordings ahead of time so you can play them directly into the. Yeah, I don't, know why, I don't know why Skype insisted on going to my cell phone instead of my computer. It would have worked out much better with the computer. Not a problem, anyway. But, I mean, my, my thing is you've got involved in, in the different investigations. And what other than – I know the, the table tipping was a big thing that, that impressed you. What, what other things that uh, kind of make you go, hmm? Gettysburg. Okay. Mm-hmm. We went down to Gettysburg, and Ron uh, secured a, a farmhouse for us uh, near Little Round Top. Yeah. That's where I saw my first full-figure apparition, you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. What was funny is we went down there. We knew nothing about the place. And it's this old farmhouse that was there during the battle. And like many of the farmhouses around there, it was used as a field hospital. Maureen could actually see, look out the window and see all the... The severed limbs built up outside from all the amputations. But we, we get we settle down and we're sitting in the what would be the dining room with the big oak table. And I saw clear as day a, a little short-haired tabby with white cat come running out of the living room, going under the table. And it was so realistic, I actually looked to see if there was a cat there. I could see that it was a gray. It was white with a little gray patch in his left shoulder and everything, but there was no cat. And uh, that night when we met with the, our hosts, they said that what people report at that build, that house is cat sightings. Yeah. And also, you know, we first, yeah, we first came in too. Maureen saw me, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Because I had right. gone upstairs and I, she saw me in the other room, which was downstairs. And she said, "How'd you get down here?" I says, "I wasn't." She says, "I saw you in that room." And no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but. And, and throughout the rest of the weekend, you could occasionally people would occasionally feel a cat rubbing their leg, but there's no cat there. So yeah. that was cool. But the thing that still brings chills to my 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 spine or whatever is we went to the Daniel Lady Farm, which uh, was used by Lee as a headquarters for a point in time, and was also a surgical hospital. And the way it was set up, the enlisted men would be in the barn, and the officers would be in a house. So we went to the barn. And Maureen started channeling this soldier. He was must have been 15 or 16. And he kept asking for Eliza. Now, we knew nothing about this place before we went other than, you know, what the history books told us. And we said, okay, is Eliza the mother, sister, girlfriend? We don't know. Mm-hmm. What really got me, we went to tour the farmhouse. 
we had to put our little booties on because they were refinishing all the floors. Mm-hmm. And we got to the front room, which had all the windows, the living room. What is that? What just happened? What? You just went, you went weird on us. You turned oh. into me. Can you hear me now? Kind of. So we got to the living room. And then yeah, you're about, going weird, though. Uh-oh. All right. How's this? No, uh-huh. you're going weirdo. All right. I don't know what Skype's doing. Well, you're getting good signal here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you have an echo, but you're, you're all right. Good. Okay. Yeah, the thing about the living room is used for the surgery. Ooh, not good. Okay, honey. Anyways. <laughs> tell, tell the living room story with the handprint, Ron. No, go ahead. Continue it. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> Please turn off speakerphone. Okay. Hang on a second. Uh, okay. My laptop speakers decided to start working. Hang on a second. You were going really good, and then you just went funky on us. All right. I don't know. It sounds like you flushed the toilet. What happened? Now you're just thinking that too, man. I threw the headset from my laptop. Oh, you were good, and then you cut out again. Is it okay now? No, you were good when you said it through the, and then that was it. You cut out. Hang on a second here. You're gonzo. But I remember I remember one place that we did in, which was kind of cool. It was you know, Nantum, and, and I think you would have liked this. Is this giant hotel it had a couple of floors, and uh, we had to break up and do uh, – uh, investigating and in one of the rooms uh, were the guys. I had I had an all woman team. I had uh, Maureen, Mara. Yeah, right. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> anyways, uh, Jim and and uh, Clay and my son and I, I forget who else it was here. Um, they they there was this one room where the bathroom door would uh, they would lock it and and then. It would open by itself, so they set up a alarm on the uh, the bathroom door, mm-hmm. and uh, sure enough, uh, they weren't even in the room, and the alarm went off, and they came in, and the, the door was open. Do you remember oh that, my Jim? God, yeah, we were the next floor up. Yeah. Ah, you're back. And I'm back. I I, I killed that little bugger. Ah. Yeah, we were the next floor up, and uh, the camera you, you showed. We had a camera focus on the door. And it was funny, he saw an orb go into the alarm, it went off, and then it shut off when we came into the room and killed it. But it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, back to my Daniel Lady thing. Yes. When we got into the farmhouse with little booties, we went to the front room, which was the surgery area. And what's neat about that, you can see that today, there's a bloody handprint on the floor. And also blood stains. and Ron can tell you a story about this later, blood stains where they did the surgery. But what struck me the most was when we went out of that room, the tour guide says, we're refinishing the upstairs. That's where Liza's room was. She used to go out and take care of the troops in the barn. So that's where that name Elijah came from. The that way, that's where Eliza came ah. from. I had no way of knowing Eliza until that point in time. So, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. But Ron, tell tell the story about the oozy stuff on the floor in that room, if you remember. Yeah, we have, we had talked about that before in the past, but 
Uh, anyways, um, all right. I'll, uh, Go for it. Mark Nesbitt has been on the show and he's talked about it. But anyways, for those who don't remember, it's basically uh, he, he was on the board of the Daniel Lady Farm. And once in the afternoon, he got a call and they told him to come in right away. He said, what's the problem? He says, you got to come in and see this. So he came in and in the room, there was a uh, uh, like a pool of a rust colored liquid on the on the floor. And uh, so he took pictures of it, and he couldn't figure out where it came from. He took pictures of it, measured it, and everything else. Spent quite a bit of time, recorded it, and uh, took a sample of it. And uh, then he left for the day, and he got about halfway home. Then he got a call back from the farm, the caretaker, and he says, you got to come back. He says, why? He says, come back. So he came back, and he came into the room, and the whole thing was gone. And not only was gone, but it was like a thin layer on dust on the floor, like it never existed. (laughs) So... He, of course, he ran out and checked on his sample because he had taken a sample of it, and the sample was still there, so that was good. But he had the sample analyzed, and it turned out to be human blood. So, uh, wow. Yeah. It's one of those things that maybe it was a, uh, like an opening to the past or, or a uh, time slip or whatever, but it was there and then it wasn't. And, you know, he spent, like I said, a half an hour. He's got the recordings of him, taking the pictures of it and, and re- video recorded and measuring and all that stuff. And then it, it just reappeared and disappeared. Disappeared, and I guess it's the word. So, but I re- he, he, uh, he, he, to this day, he's scared of uh, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, uh, we, she, we, she, we were there, and, and Maureen was there. We went into the uh, the uh, the room Jim was talking about, and she was there, and she went up against the wall, and you could tell that she was going in the trance. And, and she had done some trance before then, and then she fills the floor, and then she starts screaming and screaming. Oh, God. And, yeah. Yeah, wow. that did it. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh oh, there goes Jimmy. Really? <laughs> yeah, we we we'll just we'll, yeah. You just got the, dropped out there. Yeah, that's basically what you sound like. And yeah. well, actually, you sounded a little bit worse. You were just musical tones. I <laughs> like, sounded worse. Oh my God! Yeah, it was just musical tones, basically. I, well, whatever. Yeah, by the end of the show, you were just musical tones. You just dropped me out. Okay, Shadian off. Pink. <laughs> I just stopped talking after a while. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't hear you anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, so, I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anne, you've got on a couple of investigations with uh, with us uh, prior to joining, too, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I. I remember the one you invited me on with uh, most your team, most haunted, and that was Fort Revere. Fort Revere. And uh, yeah. that was the first time I got to see Mike in operation with about ten thousand pounds worth. Oh of God, he had so much equipment. So yeah. funny. Microphones too. Uh, Jim, yeah. we can't. We can't. Yeah, hear I don't you know what happened there, Jimbo. No, you're gone, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he heard. But, he brought in car batteries and everything else. That was oh, phenomenal. So funny. And then I like over time it got less and less and less and which was great. Because <laughs> we'd all have to help him lug his equipment around. Oh, that's but true too. He was always experimenting that that you know, I, I admired always Mike. Uh I still do. Uh mm-hmm. 
for his uh, willingness, like he would always was always trying something new and he always wanted to experiment and he always wanted to make it better and find a way, you know, just to make it all better. Right. And he, I, you know, I mean, he's got a book. I don't, uh, EVP Massachusetts, Massachusetts mostly yeah. voices. I don't know if it's still in print, but, uh, I mean, so many really amazing recordings. Mm-hmm over his tenure because i mean he was recording long before we ever got together and informed our team um just so I, when you have a passion for it and you have an ear for it some people you know what some people hear it i don't always hear it i'm kind of like uh eh? um some people just pick stuff up I think some of it is 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 almost a pareidolia where you hear yeah you, you know, your brain hears this, uh, and, and, but if you have other people, they, they're not going to hear it. And, and, and I have to admit that I've seen recordings from different people, and it's the same thing. You, you try to, yeah, I guess that's it. Okay, and okay, just see as clear as, clear as day. Well, not really. Not nope. to me, anyway. <laughs> nope, not hearing it. Yeah. So, no, am I sounding any better? Yes, yeah. you sound great. Yeah, you're oh, back. Here, yeah. Well, that, that brings me to a point. One thing I use like to do when I do EVPs, I'll analyze it. If I get a clip, I'll send it to somebody and say, listen to it, but it won't tell them what the, what to hear. Right. Right. Which is another way to, to validate what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the thing is, too, Jim, is that the environment you listen to it in changes the EVP as, as well. Uh, True. Yeah, it's so. Would you recommend earphones when you do EVPs? I always use earphones. Yeah, yeah. But I don't use noise canceling or anything. I try to do anything that will introduce the least amount of processing. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I'm is sort of a purist. I don't want to do much to it. I say, you know, if the spirits want to come through, they're going to come through, so I can hear them. I don't want to have to do all kinds of stuff to hear them. Which brings me back to what we were talking about earlier is, is you know, those early tapes. I mean, they wanted to come through and, uh, you know, they came through. That's the thing. I don't see why we we have the difficulties we have nowadays with, like I said, just these one little words and stuff. And, and, and a lot of it's like gobbled. And, and you know, it is somebody taking a tissue out and, and, and it sounds like something. Oh, there's something there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like. Like, Jorgensen wasn't going into the woods to record his mother. He was going to record birds, and his mother came through. Right. right. Really weird. You know what's really weird? I have to tell you something that happened today. All right, go ahead. Just, it has nothing to do with EVP. But That's a, right. Yeah. A friend of mine messaged me this morning and said, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but I had a dream last night, and your mother was in it. And oh, I wow. didn't even really know your mother. I knew of her but i did not know her and she said in my dream she wanted she was trying to give you something she was trying to hand you something and it was it was orange and she's like i almost want to say it was was fuzzy uh but it was like the size of an orange and she had it in her hand and she's trying to give it to you Hmm. and she said i don't know what it means that's all i remember and i just wanted to pass that on to you does it make sense no it oh, makes no sense go. to me, and I've been thinking. But I've been thinking about it all day. I'm like, what is she trying to give me? 
<laughs> but it, it's really, really weird. And it's and you know, she's she's a friend of mine. She's not a close friend. Right. You know, she's a nice person and she's someone I know. But I just thought, wow, that's really really odd. So everybody think on that for me, okay? Yeah, <laughs> she didn't know your mother? She did not know my mother. How did she know it was your mother in her dream? I think because well, my mother worked at the library in town, the local okay. public library for uh you know, 25, almost 30 years. Okay. So at one time or another, everybody has met my mother. (laughs) (laughs) You knew Lorraine. You knew Lorraine. All right. Uh, So just wanted to throw that out there. That's interesting. So, so Jim, you know what? At this time that we we have this um, social distance and stay-at-home stuff going on, this would be, I mean, this would be a good good time for people to get involved in EVP experiments. Uh, yeah. It, you know, I, I try to do it before, but it's difficult because people had different hours in different stages. So I, maybe that's something you and I should uh, look at after the, the show and, uh, and yeah. try to come up with a little plan to do. I think that would be intriguing. Yeah, and. And maybe get in too. Maybe we could do that same thing you talked about earlier. What was that? Uh, the call? three cell. The three cell. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would be fun to try. Yeah, that we, we, we will try that. We'll, we'll definitely try it. We'll just we'll, we'll figure it out between it. Ann, you want to get involved in this? I would love to do that. What else am I doing? <laughs> So, I mean, we, we'll attempt to do that. Uh, we'll set it up and we'll let people know on our Facebook page. That if you're not a member of our Facebook page, why not? Uh, it is. Ooh. Uh-oh. Is it buzzer? It's a from the dead. Ryan, we could do some, some Zoom web sessions where I could show people how to analyze the recordings with uh, the different tools. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could do that. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll set up. So stay tuned for that. We'll post that on our uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page and also on my own personal page, Ronald Kolick. And uh, uh, you, you want to get involved in it? You don't have to know anything. We will. That's even better if you don't know anything because you won't doctor it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I remember last time I tried to run it, your, your friend uh, Sherry tried to do it as well. Uh, yes. So I think that's something that we're definitely going to do. So look for, forward, uh, look on our Facebook page, and we're definitely going to do it. So there you go. Awesome. Sounds Jim, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, and I know it was last minute, uh, but because of certain situations in Texas right now, uh, I didn't think we were going to have a show because we haven't had one for two weeks, but uh, we are back now, so uh, hopefully we'll be back next week, too. Yay, I think so. Yeah, it was really nice. Really nice, Jim. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, for all those uh, listening, oh, at the end of the month, uh, Maureen and I are doing a live Zoom session where you can uh, come and join us and chat with us and uh, ask questions about our books. And uh, Nice. Yeah, so that'll be, it's a free event. Uh, I will post it on my page again, but I've already posted it. Anyways, we do have to go. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a good night. Bye, God bless. Bye, Good, good, good night, Jim, and good night, everybody. Stay safe. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.